0: Welcome to Paddling Adventures Radio. I'm Sean Rowley and with me is Derek Specht. Hello. I've been a bitty, biddy biddy betty bitty, bitty, I can't speak this week, a very, <laughs> I, I'm just going to leave now. Uh, it's been a very busy week this week. <laughs> For me, it's been not a busy week. Uh, I'm on I training just, this week, so it's a nice week. You're always on training. Not always. You are. Every time <laughs> I talk, what are you doing this week? Well, I'm training. I'm training. I'm tra- Are, do you actually have a job? I do. Are you sure? But, you is your know, job, prof- is like
1: a professional student? I stated earlier, like what, six or eight weeks ago, I started a new job. So there's a lot of courses I have to take to learn my new job. And plus there's routine training. So it's, hey, I work in the nuclear industry. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. If all you're doing is training,
0: like who runs the place? Oh, there's a lot of us there. There's a lot of people <laughs> training. <laughs> it's a whole nuclear power plant filled with nothing but trainees. Yes. And they've all got that <laughs> My name's Derek, trainee. <laughs> it's not like we can outsource it either. It has to be in-house training. Well, welcome to Canada's nuclear power program. <laughs> trainees, as far as the eye can see... How do I get one of them jobs? <laughs> anyway. do I just show up with like a 7-Eleven outfit and Something Sean like Trainee. Yeah. That works. Awesome. awesome. <laughs> I know what I'm doing next week. I don't think you'd make the security clearance. Sure I would. <laughs> you know what? I crossed the border on my own. Okay. I, tell me this. You've been, to, you've been to the States many times. I have. Have you ever gone by yourself? I, That's a pregnant pause right there. I don't think I ever have. <laughs> Neither have I. I'm sitting there thinking, like, because huh. you've always got friends you're going with. There's always a reason, or I'm you're doing you're something. going with family or something like yeah. that, right? You're always going over something. I've never well, I had a, a funeral so to go to. Okay, or a, sorry, a celebration of life. Yes, John Scarlet, one yes. of the Scarlet Brothers, yep. which we we did great. Like it was fantastic. It was long and well, well, well put together. Huh. I, I am so glad I took the drive down to to, 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 to participate. Be there. Yeah, to be there. It was it was it was really well done. Um but uh I get to the border and I'm thinking, I've only got one passport to show the guy. <laughs> this is weird. <laughs> yeah. The other thing I found out about crossing the border, if you want to get across really fast, yeah, just tell me you're going to a funeral. <laughs> Condolences. Have a nice drive. <laughs> That's it, eh? That, coming back. Where were you? Uh, was at, at a funeral. Oh, sorry to hear that. Safe drive home. You don't want to hear about the 15 pounds of cocaine and all the beer <laughs> I've got in the back and the, the hookers I'm smuggling over the border? If, if,
1: if they're listening, they're going to stop you next time. I was only kidding. There wasn't any hookers.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's one thing. I was, I was asking somebody at work, is it... You know, like, uh, I was saying, like, first time I've ever crossing the border by myself. You know, because I had my big boy pants on. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the same, the same thing. I don't think I've ever just crossed the border by myself. Because huh. where do you go by yourself? Why? Why would yeah? Why yeah. would you cross over by yourself? some. That's been my week. Just weird, <laughs> weird things like that. <laughs> what about you? Anything weird this week?
1: Actually, yes. Something that. Uh, I started to mention. You told me I should talk about it, and uh, so I was uh, I was doing something on YouTube. And you know how the you get these videos, like any video you watch now, is covered by a, a commercial, right? And, a, so in and a, a not
0: safe for work thing.
1: Was it, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, not those videos. <laughs> no, not those videos. <laughs> no, it's just something came up on Facebook, and it uh, and so you get in a habit of as soon as you can you. Cancel out, or do you delete the uh, the ad or the commercial that pops up on the screen? You know, oh, the little the little seconds, banner, flag yeah, banner thing you want to call seconds, it. In three seconds, you can bypass the ad. So it came up, and I went and I as I hit the button, I thought, wait, what was that? So I had to go and find it on YouTube because I couldn't find it again. It was a commercial, it came up on uh, Facebook, so I went to YouTube because it was uh, something about traveling living your dreams and stuff like this and so it was uh but traveling to remote locations in Canada and and whatever right so i went and found the commercial on youtube and i went to watch the commercial on youtube and it started with a commercial and youtube now they preempt if it's a long video you get one or two commercials yes. in the middle so oh, that drives me nuts so here i am watching a commercial And I have to watch two other internal commercials in the commercial. A commercial got preempted. It's like, this is getting insane. Yeah. I can see why people like YouTube Red. Like, this is ridiculous that the, and, I, and you know what, honestly, like, yeah you know, th- that's the way the world goes. Like there's it's commercials, some money. Th- th- that's... Th- there's money, greases the wheels and, and, you know, and with all the, uh, with all the uh, YouTubers and stuff out there, that's how they make their money when they get all the hits and views and all the commercials. Well, I've got and... that
0: whale video. Yeah. The whale video. The yeah. whale video doing the rainbow, the rainbow yeah. whale. And, so, uh, yeah, it's, it's got the little flaggy thingy comes up as well. Yeah.
1: So it's, but it's just, <laughs> it, it, it just kind of made my, I, I was like, what is going on? I'm watching a commercial and you're preempting my commercial with a commercial?
0: <laughs> I've been watching. I mean, I watch a bunch of paddling videos and stuff like that. And some of them get longer. Joe Robinette. Uh, he's got a few of them. Him and his buddy paddled from one side of Elgong Park to the other. And so I thought, oh, I'm going to watch this. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's like an hour long video. Yeah, and yeah, all his... of a sudden he's sitting there and talking about something, and then it cuts out. And oh. I'm like, "What happened?" And then all of a sudden, a commercial. Yeah, like, what is this? This yeah. isn't TV. <laughs> this is a YouTube video. And then it does it gives you the little option or whatever. Sometimes, yeah, but not always. Sometimes you got to sit through that whole commercial. Yeah, and then you get back to your paddling video. Mm-hmm. Right. And of course, it starts, but two seconds, three seconds, whatever. Before it actually cut out, so you see yeah, a bit so of, you, you so you know that, that. you haven't missed anything, right? But oh, what a pain in the ass! <laughs> I hate that. That's and that's the same thing. I go, I love going to movies, yeah. I love going to the theater and seeing a movie, and I've got to be there before it starts, I've got to be there for all the trailers and all that sort of stuff. And when they started at the movie theater with commercials. Oh, I lost it. <laughs> I second. just lost I it. I paid It was to chewing see this. gum and then a car commercial. And yeah. I'm like, what? what is this? The first
1: 10 minutes is all commercials. Yeah. Yeah.
0: They could add three or four <laughs> more trailers in there for movies that are coming. Yeah. Rather than a stupid car you commercial.
1: You paid to be there. Why would you have yeah. to watch a
0: commercial? Yeah. I'm paying to watch commercials now. Yeah. Oh, I uh-huh. love that. They catch you. They catch you everywhere they can. It's ridiculous. Uh, And on that
1: note, if there's anybody out there that wants to advertise on Paddling Adventures Radio, drop us a line. Yeah.
0: (laughs) We love advertising. (laughs) We'll put a commercial in and then we'll interrupt your commercial with another commercial. And then get back to your original commercial. And we'll be back at the commercial break. We interrupt this commercial to bring you a commercial. (laughs) We're going to tear down this parking lot and build a parking lot. Because, you know, that's redundant. <laughs> anyway, sounds like a bunch of drunk canoeists, if you ask me. Yes. And speaking of drunk canoeing... <laughs> nice segue. <laughs> I don't think that counts as a segue. Okay. Yes, it does. <laughs> but it works. It works. It works. I accept it. We're talking it. about drunk canoeing now, right? Yes. Okay, see, it worked. <laughs> so a couple shows ago, we talked about they were in Canada. They're looking at uh, taking the driving...
1: They Uh, were, it was a, a, it's Bill C-46 in Canada and what they were doing, this was a bill being presented in in Parliament and what it was is to separate out and decriminalize canoeing or drinking, drunk canoeing. canoeing. As an impaired yes. driving offense. So their reasoning was the fact that the canoe, a the canoe, is muscle powered. It's not a motor vehicle. It's yeah. not a powerboat. It's not a seadoo. It's so it fall. It shouldn't fall under the same umbrella. And so you shouldn't have to, you know, be you know hindered with uh, high insurance rates, loss of license, and and livelihood and stuff like that because you had a couple beers and went paddling. Right. So they, they presented Bill C-46 in Parliament or they were, it was going through the preliminary stages. So it was where you, you have all the parliamentary. You got to read it yeah, and then the vote and, on it and then it moves exactly. on. and So, yeah. So you came across this story.
0: Yeah. So it's, well, I, I was doing some, it was pointed out to me and I was doing some research on it. And one of the articles that was pointed out to me says, oh, yes. Canadian <laughs> Parliament cancels plan to legalize drunk canoeing. <laughs> What? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that was the <laughs> the plan. Yes, so now you got legalized pot, legalized drunk canoeing. Welcome to Canada. <laughs> this is going to be great. Yeah, <laughs> <So> they and <laughs> take a joke, t- take a toke, have a couple of sips yes. of your favorite bevy and yeah. jump in the canoe and go to town. <laughs> Darwin's law is about to take effect.
1: Yes. Talk about a re- weird way to twist the <laughs> story, right? Yeah. <laughs> they're so legalizing drunk canoeing in Canada. What
0: they're actually doing is taking. they want to take away the impaired driving part of it, but um, I guess bowing to the concerns of, of safe boating advocates, they decided to say, you know what, we're going to leave it in there. It Police sends the will wrong- be allowed to lay impaired driving charges on drunk canoeists. Yeah.
1: So they said that by pass if they attach this uh, clause to bill C46 it would send the wrong message. It would it would send the message that hey it's it's uh, it's a g- game on with drunk canoeing, right? Yeah. So they just they backtrack from that and said well, okay we're going to leave it the way it is. And which i i don't know i i kind of i i agree both ways again and it's one of those things where you, you kind of you're on the fence it's like well yeah you can't really i think they need to legal.
0: change the wording because yes so answer me this riddle me this riddle me that what if you don't have a driver's license <laughs> you get away scot-free do you get Slap away scot-free all right <laughs> <laughs> seriously like what, what's going to happen you, you you're not getting impaired driving yeah. charge right so they've, I think they've got to take away, my opinion is take away the driving, impaired yes. driving part of separate it, out, separate it into something, charge them with something, charge them with
1: drunken canoeing.
0: I don't know. Yeah. Like, uh, operating a marine a vessel. vessel. Yes. Right. But herein lies another issue. A vessel is not defined in the criminal code of Canada. Oh, really? Canada's impaired driving laws only require that a road vehicle be motorized to qualify, not water-going vessels. Vessels are not defined in the criminal code at all, aside from hovercrafts. Really? <laughs> Apparently so. So, impaired driving laws don't apply to bicycles? Because they're not motorized?
1: I've seen YouTube videos of cops pulling over people on bicycles and oh. charging them. Well, that's but that's the States.
0: Yeah, but are they being charged with... Impaired driving yeah, or you don't know what public, really with, yeah. public drunken yeah. lewdness or something. Because, yeah. you know, you're probably the guy that's drunk riding naked in the middle of the night. <laughs> um, but jurisdictions do apply them to canoes, kayaks, and inflatable rafts. Okay. So it's it's all over the board and that's the problem. I think they need to make an impaired um, driving sort of category or no, not a category, but uh, what's the word I'm looking for?
1: Define on? vessel. Yeah just define vessel so that you yeah. can actually charge somebody with impaired uh, operation of, of, a, a vessel, of a vessel
0: of a of a marine vessel. Yes. Take out the words uh, drunk driving because I honestly, driving at all.
1: I honestly don't think that this should and I'm not advocating that you should be able to paddle drunk. What I am saying is that if you if somebody did have a, a few wobbly pops and got out there in the canoe, they shouldn't have to lose their license. Their driver's license, their, their driver's their license for
0: their car because people use it for yeah, work and stuff like that. We're not
1: talking right? care and control of a motor vehicle. Yeah. This is a canoe.
0: So the, the uh, original version of the bill, which they've now amended or, or changed back or dropped, uh, specified vessels include those propelled exclusively by means of muscular power. Mm-hmm. Uh, police have laid impaired driving charges, which we've talked about before against Canuas, but it dropped them when prosecutors decided there wasn't enough to to prosecute and, uh, no conviction. Now it says,
1: and I haven't been able to find anything. You haven't been able to find anything, but it says sometimes these charges have been dropped Mm -hmm. when they didn't find a reasonable chance of conviction. But I've never actually heard of anything actually being convicted. I can't find any history of stories or anything. And I, I, I just have to, I'm going to have to go to the Government Canada websites. So maybe something crops up there or the courts or something. But I, I haven't been able to find any evidence of people actually, like people, I've, I've seen lots of stories about people being charged, but there's mm-hmm. no convictions that's showing up on the internet.
0: Yeah. When it comes to actual impaired driving charges, yeah, I've never been able to find anything. But like I say, my opinion would be fine. Don't charge them with impaired driving, but you're impaired in public. You're impaired doing stupid things. Like there's all these other little things that they could be charged with. Endangering the public, endangering yourself. Yeah. Uh,
1: Yeah. There's all kinds of stuff that you could charge people with, but it shouldn't be a criminal code of Canada thing. It should be something else.
0: I would, I would think so. And, and you know what, they've got to add some, um, Wordage to these Some qualifying wordage. Terminal yeah. codes, right? Yeah. Like you say, with vessel and, and that. Now, the definition of this may be tested in court because earlier this year, um, Ontario Provincial Police laid charges against a gentleman who tipped a canoe in the Muskoka River. Mm-hmm. There was an eight-year-old in the canoe with him that was swept over a waterfall and died.
1: And now that's a different case. This is not... But he's been
0: charged with impaired operation of a vessel causing death and operating a vessel with a blood alcohol level over 80 milligrams causing death among other counts.
1: It's hard to argue against that. The guy was, he he killed somebody. Yeah. Like honestly, like so
0: it's. And see, that's, that's where I'm saying charged with impaired operation of a vessel. Yeah. It has nothing to do with his motor motor, vehicle. Motor vehicle. Perfect. Which is exactly what I, I fully agree with that. Mm -hmm. Right. So. Oh, they make it hard some days, don't they? But you know what? At the end of the day, you shouldn't be out there drinking and, and paddling anyway. Precisely, exactly. Like there's there's lots of times and
1: places to have a have a beverage and stuff like that. But it, like when you're out paddling, if you're on a sailboat or you're a powerboat, a motor vehicle, or a canoe, whatever, like just don't do it. Like there's there's better times and places to do it than than when you should be in care control of the vessel that you're in.
0: Yeah, I mean back in the day. You know, you always heard about the traveler. Yep. You know, when you're driving down the country roads yeah. and you got a beer in the yeah. old, uh, in your hand while you're drinking. You know, it's yeah. a traveler. Right. That's, that's, you, you don't do that's that anymore. That's the old times. That's the way the dodo. That's, that's like the 70s, 80s sort yes. of, you know.
1: Back I don't in know the day. how they
0: got away with it then. You didn't even wear seatbelts then. <laughs> see see what? <laughs> yeah. And you know what? So, I mean, if, if you're taking this mentality, well, I'm not driving down the road having a beer. Well, then why would you be paddling down across the lake with a beer? Exactly. You know, it, it, it's just that same mentality. There's Darwin, even less
1: of a safety net out there in the water.
0: Yeah. Darwin's uh, taken over. And unfortunately, <laughs> it, in this one case that they're they're unfortunately, taking a yeah, court, eight-year-old kid paid the yeah. price. You know, so at the end of the day, don't drink and then jump into, into a kayak, a canoe, or anything like that. Yeah. Because you know what? You're you're just being stupid that way. Um, so, yeah. On that note, let's take a quick break here we're going to come back and we're going to talk about somebody that we've talked about earlier in the season uh doing some kayaking sounds good and she's now completed three three legs
1: three journey three three of the great lakes one leg remaining for this summer
0: yeah we'll be right back
1: if you like the show you are listening to right now you can listen to it and many more just like it on reno viola outdoors radio fishing, hunting, boating, and the rest of the great outdoors 24-7, 365 on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Download the free Reno Viola's Outdoor Radio app or visit wrvoradio.com online to see the lineup and schedule. That's Reno Viola Outdoors Radio, and enjoy the great
2: outdoors.
0: This portion of the show is brought to you by Algonquin Outfitters. Algonquin Outfitters Back in the beginning of the summer, back in the spring. March? Yes, it was early spring. It was March. Yeah. It was March. Ice was just There was, mostly out.
1: Yeah. So the, the the mill was happening. The ice had broken up, but
0: there was large large amounts of ice flows. Tracy Lynn Martin. Uh she wanted to she's got this plan and uh, her her website just around the point. Uh she was looking to paddle around all five Great Lakes. Up the St. Lawrence Seaway, around through some New York State, around New York, down and around, come back up through one of the rivers, through New York and back, in Lake back into Lake Ontario, and and whatnot. Uh, it was going to be a massive, massive trip. Yes.
1: Now was she? She wasn't planning on doing it all one summer, or what? Or was she?
0: I do believe she was looking to do it all in one summer to begin with. Yeah. That's why she started so early. Yeah. So. Anybody that's, that's followed her and listened to our shows about her before, um, you know what, we're, we were all supportive of her and everything. I don't know whether it was just some rookie mistakes she made or she was just eager to get out there and get started. But the beginning of her trip did not start out.
1: It wasn't so smooth.
0: So smoothly. She yes.
1: She tried to start, uh, she made two initial attempts. And, uh, so her first attempt, she ended up getting turned back By ice flow, she got trapped in an ice flow and she couldn't paddle. And they had to go. They sent out rescue crews and uh, brought her back in off the lake. Right. So, so that was fine. You know, she made a mistake. Oops. But um, what was it? Within a week or is it five days? Yeah.
0: She went back out, figuring okay, waited a bit. Things have cleared up a bit. But she got back out there and had some communications problems and got caught with her crew. And I guess they thought she was in trouble again, and they sent out the sheriff again to rescue her. Yes, and that's when they found out it was a, a bit of a oops the same yeah, the communication same per- thing. Yeah, but he—they had said if we have to come out of here a third time, we're confiscating all your gear.
1: Yes, rightfully so, so you, that you can't just keep rescuing the same person over and over and over again. Yeah, and obviously from just from knowing. Uh, just knowing about her and and what she's doing and her experience, it it's it's very clear that it was, it was a it wasn't an error on her part. It, maybe she was a little too eager, but she just it was an unpredictable mistake. I guess.
0: Yeah, I mean it happens. Yeah, it happens. I mean, and like I say, if with the with the communication issue, it could happen to anybody.
1: Yeah, and she was she did have a lot of time pressure. She had mm-hmm. a lot of water to paddle, and she was trying to get out as early as possible. And spring kind of dragged on. This spring, it was
0: well, this uh, whole year's it, been fun. I mean, look at yeah. Mike Ranta. Yeah, you know well, he's he's like month and a half behind just due to brutal. weather. Yeah, you know the the winds and everything threw Manitoba up on on Winnipeg and yeah. You know, like it's just puts everybody behind. It's
1: been an unusual summer. Like my lawn has, in my lawn, never figured out what was going on. They didn't know whether to grow or
0: burn. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It was, it's been an unpredictable summer. So despite the, the bumpy start, she continued on, which, which I'm glad that, that she did. And she ended up doing three of the Great Lakes. So October 14th, there's a little uh, picture that came up. October 14th, first person to complete three largest lakes in North America. Kudos to her. That's awesome. I I would have thought that would have been done already. Yeah, well, oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. How is she the first? Yeah. Yeah. Now, nothing she, to, not to take away anything. Don't get me wrong. No, away, oh, absolutely not. there's just certain things that are out there that are it's records like, and like, how has that not that been already? done before?
1: Now, she did say the first woman, right? So did a guy know No, it?
0: it says first person. First person. Yeah. So
1: that's, it, it, maybe people have been crazy enough to do it yet. Uh, you know,
0: it's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of paddling. Congratulations on being crazy. <laughs> yeah, it, it is a lot of paddling. It's
1: so much paddling.
0: Um, like
1: kudos to her to take the uh, to have the fortitude the strength uh, and the, can you imagine the mental strength as well that to push through and do some an
0: epic trip like this well a couple things 50 year old woman completing 3,019 miles not kilometers, a- miles, that's a lot of kilometers yeah. what's that like 800,000 kilometers or something <laughs> um, around three of the Great Lakes she has rheumatoid arthritis and Which just is serious it is chronic illness wanted to prove to herself that she could still complete physical feats of strength despite her chronic illness and uh, you know wants to show that just because and this was says the, the important message is that just because you have a chronic illness doesn't mean life is over yes you know and I put that along the same line people saying oh you know I'm, I'm like over 50 now I've got to slow my down. life is done <laughs> <laughs> really 50 yeah now you've got the money you've got the freedom yeah now you're living now's the time right to do it. and this is the same sort of deal I, just because you've got this if you can push through it then there's no reason you're sitting yeah. at home just waiting for the end to come right yeah uh but yeah she she began paddling march 9th uh like i say she had a bit of a bumpy start there she paddled the coast of lake huron lake michigan lake superior beginning with the west coast of Lake Huron to the east coast of Lake Michigan back up the west coast of Lake Michigan so she did all of Lake Michigan there um along the south coast of of Huron oh wait a minute to the south coast of Lake superior north coast of Lake Superior finally back down to the east coast of Lake Huron Uh, And she started and ended at Port Huron. So, yeah, 3,019 miles. A bumpy start to start with, like (laughs) we said. Got over that, continued on, made the most of it, met people along the way, started, you know, she saw places. um, Had a great time doing it. And she managed to do it. And like, she's she's not done yet this year. So this year, she's going to leave Port Huron again. She's going to paddle the St. Clair River to the Detroit River, the south side of Lake Erie, head to Niagara Falls, then Lake Ontario, and back again with the goal of ending her trip in December at Lake Erie Metro Park in Brownstown Township. Hmm. So still, I mean, still plenty of paddle season. It's
1: quite an achievement. Yeah? For anybody. Like, I, I tell you, it would take me a lifetime to do that kind of paddling. Like, that's...
0: If you, yeah. And I mean, I mean, you're looking at the, the sponsor she has and stuff like that to help her out. And she is doing it in a surf ski kayak. Yes. which so is not one that you sit until... in with a spray skirt and everything, right? Exactly. It's like a sit on top sort of thing, but I guess yeah. it's just a bit down some. Yeah. It's, it's open at the top, but they've modified it. So there's extra hatches for gear and stuff. Yes. But yeah, she's actually like, it's like, it's the, yeah, it's basically a sit on top. I didn't realize that. Yeah, and Since when we've been I following her, I I just yeah, never realized I it was I hadn't thought one about else. it either.
1: I I remembered quickly glancing at her kayak when uh, she first started her journey, mm-hmm. but I hadn't really thought about the craft itself. And and so when we were looking researching for this episode, it was like, what what is that craft? So when you go on to uh, Google Images, you see a bunch of people surfing with these. Mhm. So uh, hence the name Surfski. Surfski, yeah. <laughs>
0: But yes, uh, he seemed to work out for her anyway. I wonder
1: if she chose that because it does give you a little bit of separation from the water. So you don't, you're not exposed to the coldness of the water. I wonder if that was her choice. Y- y-
2: yeah,
1: I don't know. I don't know. It does look like it's a, it's an it's a long and narrow kayak. So it looks like it would have some fairly good cruising speed. And speeds, so yeah. it would be. But you definitely
0: need something for speed. If you're trying to cover that much distance. Yes, you need something You're that's definitely going to need some speed, right? and uh effortless but yeah it's paddling very effortless but like i say they modified it a bit to add some gear to it um they do a little thing here on on the research that i've done um they talk about you know she gets up first thing in the morning makes her coffee and breakfast launches her kayak paddles for the majority of the day in the evening she pulls out the kayak finds a campsite or nearby parking lot to sleep in prepares dinner charges her phone writes her journal there's free Wi-Fi to connect. She updates Facebook page for those following her along. That's been her every day for yeah all summer. It's like oh man, I, I grew at some that point quick. yeah yeah <laughs> make it end. Now, she also talks about each of the lakes and little yes. parts of of each of the Great Lakes. Yeah, she, she did.
1: mentions weather and parts of lakes and yeah, fun she says parts,
0: dangerous parts. Each lake has its own attitude.
1: Yes. It's kind of interesting. I never thought about that way, but you know, with the, a shallow lake or deep lake, like Lake Ontario it never freezes over because it's so deep. Mm-hmm. It's a
0: smaller lake, but it's deep. Lake Michigan has, you know, views of sandy beaches. She's paddling through the waters in the roughest part of the year, April through June. She said the water was angry. So yeah, lo- really rough water, right? Yep. Really rough and whatnot. Um, the worst was paddling through the Chicago Harbor. She says, she calls it the Harbor from hell. <laughs> so I got to think the, the traffic, the weather. Traffic, weather, all sewage. That sort of, yeah. 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 Lake Superior, just gorgeous, beautiful. Navigated the blue waters during the safest and calmest time of the year, July and August, which I've been up there a few times and I've never been able to get out of the water. Oh yeah. And we are usually up there August. Just to the wind just whipped yeah. up. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, if, if I had a surfboard in yeah, like Flynn, <laughs> you know but not in i mean mind you i'm taking a canoe up there not a not a kayak so yeah. she did uh, you know pictured rocks national lake shore on the american side and puckasaw national park on the canadian side seeing all the uh, animals and the pictographs and stuff like that on the walls you it'd know the rocks and stuff like that so mm-hmm.
1: Like, unfortunately, she's trying to do it in a short amount of time. So yeah. it's not like she can just kind of stop and, and do touristy things.
0: No, she's got to really think about her day and how much time uh, and yeah. distance she's trying to, to, to yeah, cover. exactly. You know, so if she just zips in somewhere, takes a peek at it, and then off she goes again, right? Yeah. Whereas if we're going to go, we're going to sit there for a couple of hours. Exactly. She doesn't have that luxury. And Lake Huron. Tobomori is absolutely picturesque. But she was paddling it through a rough season and the, that's the stretch that scared her the most. Weather changed, strong winds, three, four, five foot tall waves. Uh, she said she got caught in the waves. It was dark and all I could hear were rocks, but I couldn't see them. Oh. Could you imagine that? No. Scary not being able to see the rocks and I was trying not to flip my boat over. Three, four and five foot waves. Nasty. That was nasty. Ugh. That'd be really nasty. I would not want to be doing that. Especially at all. in the dark. Mm-hmm.
1: Nothing could be more scary than that.
0: Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it doesn't really say when they say, you know, she does it all day and then she finds a place in the evening. I mean, you do have longer, longer days, but you figure big lakes like that, she might want to be off before it gets dark. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But I mean, it all depends as well yeah. as, you know, how long do you got till your next yeah. takeout, right? When you're looking up there, I mean, there's not a lot of places to, uh, to pull out on, the Tobermory Peninsula there. Well, yeah,
1: because there's such rocky shores. If you're paddling along, you might be, you might be stranded out in the water because it's just rocky shore to land on. Is, you can't just pull ashore on rocks and try and sleep. You'd have to find a place to land, like a, like a grassy area or a forested area. You need something, right?
0: Yeah, and unfortunately up there, it's a bit in short supply. Yes. You yes. Know, so. But uh, it was nice to to hear that she'd actually accomplished a large part of her goal, that she's actually done three of the lakes out of the five. So she's got two lakes left. Yeah. Plus the, and she hasn't said whether she's going to continue on the rest of it, but I got to think she is.
1: Well, she's going to have a a long winter to convalesce and heal up from from the strenuousness of the trip so far. And then she just starts Lake Ontario and hit hit the road and, and go again next year. And yeah, finish start. Her loop.
0: Yeah, hopefully it all works out for her and it's not a lot smoother next spring and yes. she, she continues the entire loop exactly. and then finishes it all, right? Yeah. Which would be really, uh, really awesome. So we'll have to keep an eye on her for that. Uh, again, Tracy Lynn Martin, just around the point. Uh, check her out. She's on Facebook. She's on on, uh, on the internet. Just just Google. And uh, you'll find out a lot more about her. I'm sure we're going to hear more about it. And yeah, like I say, she's not done yet. No. She's still got... Uh, a month or two to, to keep on She's paddling, right? She's finishing in December. Yeah. She says she wants to be done by December. So it,
1: depending on how fast winter hits.
0: So this is the end of October almost. Yeah. I mean, a few days left. So they'll, but, uh, they're going to start closing month.
1: the Welland Canal and the locks around what, late November, December or something? When do they Usually they do. Up? Yeah. 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 Well, I think, yeah, I think so it's when, November when they close it, right? ice starts to move in, they
0: start to close the channels. Yeah. yeah and the channels. then they drain it all. Yeah. Which is kind of cool to see. But you know what? They drain it for the big ships. There's still a little bit of water. I think she might be able to get mine. She'll, she'll have to carry her canoes around these, yeah. these big yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the big locks, right? It's not like the ones up in Peterborough. No, the nothing like. No. Um, so, yeah, keep an eye out for her. We'll, uh, we'll keep following her and uh, give updates. Um, and hopefully she's able to pull off what she wants to yes. by the end of the season, finish that goal at least, and then we'll follow her again next year.
1: And we'll probably mention her again in December when she finishes her this season's tripping.
0: We probably will. (laughs) All right, let's take a quick little break here. And then I want to come back and talk about paddling is a community. You are listening to Paddling Adventures Radio on Reno Viola Outdoors. Do you enjoy getting on the water with a paddle in your hand? If so, this show's for you. Listen to Paddling Adventures Radio every Wednesday at 6 a.m. and 6 p.m., and see what's happening in the world of paddle sports. Paddling Adventures Radio, whether you're close to home or far away, grab a paddle and get on the water. This portion of the show is brought to you by Algonquin Outfitters. Algonquin Outfitters, providing quality Algonquin Park backcountry adventures for the entire family since 1961. Whether you want to get on the water for a day or a week, The friendly staff at Algonquin Outfitters can help you out. Find them online at algonquinoutfitters.com or visit one of their 12 locations. Algonquin Outfitters, your outdoor adventure store with locations in Algonquin Park, Muskoka and Halliburton.
2: Fishing, hunting, boating, and the rest
1: of the great outdoors 24-7, 365 on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Download the free Reno Viola's Outdoor Radio app or visit wrvoradio.com online.
2: part of the perks There's a bad day on the water It's better than any good day at work the Raindrops falling on the bill of my cap Out on the lake in my first is. Oh no, oh crap, real in the line to put this day on shelf. Than any good day at work. Yes, it is. Well, I could be in a cubicle somewhere, spending all my time wondering when I'll be here. So whatever wants to come, to come what. I won't let today be the one that got away. No, hey, oh, it don't matter if the sun ain't coming out. Hey, oh, just being here is what it's all about. A little bit of wind, a little bit of rain, a little bit of blue and a little bit of gray. Those ups and downs are all a part of the hurt. On the water is better than any good day at work. You know it is. Every time. Hey, oh.
0: Welcome back. That was Jerry Vandiver singing A Bad Day on the Water from his CD, Every Scratch Tells a Story. And the reason I wanted to play that song is because Jerry's one of the guys I've uh, met online um, since we started doing this this show. Paddling is a community, is what I wanted to discuss, because realistically it is. So doing this stuff for the show has, has got me going in a lot of different directions, right? Dealing with the social media, researching show topics, doing the administration part of it, and just chatting with people over the last few months really made me realize how much of a community we have when it comes to paddling. Now, when I'm on the internet doing research and I'm seeing photos of different places around the world and you know people out paddling and stuff, I'm thinking, man, I would love to go there and paddle. And we've discussed stuff like this. We have, you know, yes. We've done shows on it. Places like New Zealand, Australia, Europe, South America, tons of places throughout the United States, You know, they draw interest because it's something different Than our own backyard, different rivers, different lakes, different landscapes, different types of landscape. I mean, you're talking, uh, you know, like when we're talking going through um, canyon lands and stuff like that. Right. And and whatnot. You're talking about going through the jungles. You're talking about, you know, river trips straight across Europe. When it comes to
1: these kind of things and and the community at large, everybody is looking for their next challenge, their net, next adventure. And it softens the perceived risk. It uh, makes it easier to challenge yourself and overextend yourself or challenge yourself and, and take that next adventure when you are able to reach out to a community of like-minded peers and say, hey, what do you think of this trip? Should I do this? Should I do that? And it it, uh, it brings to mind when, uh, when people are planning their trips. I had a friend talked to me recently about a trip she was planning and uh she uh she was she was thinking about you know how far she go on each given day and in her canoe solo tripping and and so it's it's interesting how you can just reach out to the community and talk to a bunch of different people and look for people who can give you some feedback on your thoughts to to fortify, to strengthen the plans that you had, the, the
0: ideas that you have. To make so, your experience so much
1: yeah, better. Yeah, want everybody wants to enhance your experiences and, and make something better of your plans.
0: Yeah. And if I go back over the last seven or eight months, like I say, I was, sort of brought this on. I was, I was contemplating whether to do this as a blog or actually a part of our show. Um, just thinking about stuff that we've done over the last seven, eight, eight months. And I think about the people I've met at the outdoor shows back in the spring, people I've met paddling through Algonquin Park. And while we did our big trip across, the, across Canada and back, you know, stopping at places to paddle. And when we were out in the Rockies paddling, stuff like that. And I've, I've met people from all parts of the world and they all say the same thing as we do. But when they say it, they're referring to Canada, which is our yes, backyard.
1: Yes, that's interesting, eh?
0: So when we're looking at stuff, we're thinking, oh, man, look at that. Check out this place over in, New in Australia or New Zealand. Yeah. Man, look at that. It'd be gorgeous to go there. Yet they're sitting there going, man, look at the stuff up in northern Ontario, Canada. We kind of take it for granted sometimes, right? You you really do. You really do. Because we're looking at their backyard. They're looking at our backyard. And, um, you know, they're, yeah, people from other countries. They're surfing the internet, coming across photos of Canada and thinking, the same thing we did, man, I'd love to go there and paddle, which is pretty cool because it, it's sort of then, yeah, you're, you're, you're reaching out to people saying, hey, I'm, I'm thinking of going here and, you know, I'm, I'm coming to your backyard. Yes. You got any tips or any places yeah, to what's stay? Yeah, Where can I rent? Where can I, you know, like whatever. And sometimes you hook up with people and, you know, yep. if you're lucky enough, say, hey, you know what? Don't bother renting. Let me know when you're coming. We'll meet up we'll take you somewhere, we'll do some paddling, we'll have a couple of bevvies, and we'll have a great time. <laughs> right? So, even though, and this is, this is my whole point about this, is even though we're from different countries, cultures, backgrounds, you put a paddle in our hands, and we instantly have something in common. Yes. An instant connection to each other, and to think that for all intents of purposes and purposes, a stick with a flat board nailed on the end or ends can bridge a gap between people. Cuz realistically that's people what a paddle
1: is. And cultures and Everything. histories it, it's yeah, it brings everybody together because it's it's like a common a common desire, common it's like you just understand what the anybody who's within the paddling community just understands, right? They do.
0: They do. And and I've really come to to enjoy this about paddling. I mean, I've been doing, I've been paddling for man, like 30 years now. <laughs> Apparently you're getting old. <laughs> me? <laughs> Aren't you older than me? Uh, it's, it's one of the things I, I really enjoy about being a paddler is it doesn't matter who it is, where, where they're from. If you sit two paddlers down at a table, you tell them to start talking paddling. Chances are, it's going to be a great conversation. And, you 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 just go from one topic to another topic to another topic, all from talking about paddling. Yes, you know, uh, I've met people from the other side of the can of Canada that have paddled the same bodies of water that I have, and you know, ten minutes into the conversation about our individual trips. And you would have swore that we've known each other for years. Yeah. Because you just start saying, oh, I went here and I did that. And did you check out this lake? And did you check out that river? And did you see this here? And did you check out the old historical parts here? Yeah. And oh, I saw that. But did you go here? And did you see that? And and yeah, you're having this conversation with somebody you've never met before. And it's paddling. But what's interesting is that you don't, you just think
1: of common likes and interests, but you don't really, and, and. I think people are starting to think of it more now. But it, you don't really think of it as a community and that's really what it is. You you start to realize that you are part of a very large community of like-minded people who are into the same interests and same things. It's it's uh it's it's very invigorating, very encouraging, very reinforcing. It's worldwide. For, it is. It is. And so it, it just kind of confirms it like, you know, like when I first started paddling I don't know how many years ago, you know, you, you, I would always thought, well, okay, yeah, there's, uh, you know, a couple paddling groups over there and, and there's some people who do some whitewater over there, but you don't think of, it's them and you and you don't really think much of it. And, and I think it's the, it's another part of this social media phenomenon with Facebook and Instagram and, and Twitter and stuff like that. It's, it's, you're, I find that uh, this community is being tightened up Mm -hmm. it's uh, it's making it more close-knit you're starting to know more and more I know more people paddling just in the last year than uh, I've ever known and it's just that this community is really tightening up around us and of course we have this singular advantage of having this uh, this radio show podcast so it's uh, it kind of gives us a bit more of advantage but there's there's a lot more people out there still to meet and still to bring into the community and, and welcome into the community.
0: Well, I mean, I've even met people that, you know, they've come to Toronto to visit relatives and they thought they would take a quick little, since, you know, take advantage of the fact that they were in Toronto yep. to do some paddling, you know, take a little journey for a couple of days up to Algonquin park and do some paddling. And I've chatted with people like that. I mean, I, I was at the, uh, the wolf den one year and there's some Germans came through and we're chatting about it and, you know, we're just chatting over, over lunch saying, you know, like, this is what we you know, if you're going here, try this out and check out this, You go up Lake Opiongo if you wanted the water taxi, yeah. that, you know, that sort of stuff. And then, you know, our, our conversations, like I say, went in total different directions, like constantly. There was no, you know, like boom, 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 boom sort of thing. We went this way. We went that way okay. with our conversations, discussing other nearby paddling opportunities, talking about where they typically paddle when they're at home. And the difference between my backyard and theirs. Okay. You know, like these are the conversations you have.
1: It's fascinating. And right? you
0: just share the information about it, right? And even even with like you say in social media, we've talked to people that do rafting in Nepal. Yes. You know, and they're saying, "Come on over." You know, and and, and the same thing. Hey, if you're in if you're in Toronto area, come on come over. over. You know, it's it, it's really becoming this global community. And social media has really brought it together and it's great to be a part of that because as different as we all can be, it doesn't take much to connect us. No. You know, yeah. and, and make us friends. And when you're when you're looking at everything that's going on in the world today, it really makes you shake your head. <laughs> you know, like it, it, it seems that, you know, a paddle can be used for more than just pushing a watercraft around. It can be used to bring... Bring us all together as a community, exactly. and that's that's what it does. With the help of social media and stuff like that, right? We're becoming more more of a tight knit, like you say, community of paddlers.
1: It's, it is. It's uh, it's very encouraging, and and I very much like it. I very much like becoming part of this community.
0: I oh yeah, and, and like you say, since we started doing the show, I've you know. I mean everybody's got their little groups that they paddle with and stuff like that and I've had those little groups for years. You still that, have you still have that, that have, you know, like 10 that, people that in core it. core group but but then all of a sudden now I've got like 50 people I can draw from to, to go yeah, paddling at any given time. Exactly. and not just canoeing. I can go stand up paddle boarding, I can go rafting, I can go kayaking. Yeah. I I can go canoe polling. <laughs> yes. I I probably know people that'll flip a picnic table over and <laughs> and float it down a river. I mean, Huckleberry Finn. Yes. you know we can go do that sort of thing, right? <laughs> and it's it's all stuff that we we've uh, come together and, and and I'm hoping it's not uh, a limited time thing. I think it's I think no, it's I just, think gonna it's just going to keep and growing and growing.
1: It's 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 uh, it does have a lot of room to grow. There's there's I don't see any real end to it. It's uh it's very it's very encouraging to see how how well it does grow and how popular paddle sports are. And the more the community grows, the more people find it interesting, the more people want to get into it and, and bring themselves into the community. It's uh, it, it is growing. It is a expanding environment.
0: It is. And it's funny because when you do sit down and start talking about paddling with somebody else that's right into it, it's like a couple little kids Yes. You know, I mean, yeah. I've been told that. Oh, man, you you, you just keep going. You're the two really, of you. You're really excited about You're just about getting this. right into it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it's nice to find other people that are into the paddling as it's much as you sheer are. Interest. And, yes. You know, and, and doing that sort of thing. And, and I mean, like, like I say, the the canoe polling, even finding people that say, yeah, I'll, I'll go check this out, see what it's all yeah. about. And then afterwards, just like, that was awesome. Yeah. And like, their enthusiasm draws more people yeah. into to try it. And now we've got a bunch of people that want to try this Hit. and we're, we're sending them, well, this is who you want to contact, here's who you want to talk to and uh, and go to town on it sort of thing. But, uh, you know, like I say, and Jerry Vandiver, I, I, right off the bat when we started this show, he dropped me a line and said, you know, hey, I've got these 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 CDs I do, this, the songs I do about canoe tripping and paddling as a, as a whole. Mm-hmm. If you want to use any of my songs, go for it. And throughout the, the year and a half... Almost two years that we've been doing this. We've occasionally played some of his songs. and But yeah. like I say, he's part of that community. He is. And he was one of the first people I met in the community. Yeah. So I just got to say, just let's keep this going. And uh, hopefully it keeps on lasting. Make the family grow. Make that family grow. And um, big, big community. So I think that's about all we've got this week. That's about it. That's about it. Drunk Canoeing. Tracy Lynn Martin. And our paddling community, the drunk canoeists, (laughs) (laughs) record breakers, (laughs) they're all part of our community. Yes. You know, we got to love them that way. But as I say, at the end of the day, it's just a blade or two stuck on the end of the stick that brings us together. Yeah. Um, As normal, you can find us on paddlingadventuresradio.com. You can find us on iTunes. You can find us on Google Play. If you're on iTunes searching for us, please put a review as well. Uh, you can find us where? Instagram, Facebook. Twitter. Twitter, because you're a tweeter. I'm tweeting a lot more. You're tweeting a lot more. And uh, yeah, I think that's about it. I think that uh, pretty much sums it up. So thanks everybody for listening. I'm Sean Rowley. And I'm Derek Specht. We'll see you next time.